Find that bar of chocolate you've been hiding. It's time to unwrap this week's Coco News. The organizers of Chakoa announced they had decided to postpone the event, which was going to be virtual. Instead, the message came through that people and exhibitors wanted it to be an in-person event. Running a virtual show may be more cost-effective, and personally I thoroughly enjoyed the virtual event. But it has to be said, when it was held in Amsterdam, there was excitement and an atmosphere that wasn't present online. I remember tasting a lot of chocolate and exploring the wonderful stands and designs from around the world at the live event, and it's fair to say, that charm is missing when you're not physically there. The message from the organizers follows. Despite of the very positive feedback on the digital platform we have used for Chakoa 2021, we have received many requests to have an in-person event this year. People are understandably eager to meet live again. Many of you have sent us requests for booths and hearthwarming support for a live event. As Chakoa 2022 will be the 10th edition of our event, we have concluded we should celebrate it with a live audience, next to the online community that we will continue to serve. Therefore we have decided to postpone the event to a later date in 2022. However regretful to cancel the upcoming virtual Chakoa that was planned to start 22 of February, we trust you understand this decision in the current global circumstances. We are optimistic that the conditions will improve and that we can have a hybrid event in 2022. We are now looking for new dates. We will keep you informed on the developments and are looking forward to meeting you again, live, as soon as possible. With Christmas just gone and Valentine's Day and Easter approaching, demand for chocolate is high. Despite the ongoing global struggle with the Omicron variant of coronavirus, consumer demand for chocolate remains strong. According to research by the IRI, retail chocolate sales rose in excess of 5% a quarter among Americans in particular. Meanwhile, the largest global supplier of cocoa, Cote d'Ivoire, is currently exporting fewer beans, and that has tightened supplies. An increase in demand coupled with a reduced supply could push the price of cocoa into bull territory in the near term. This upturn for cocoa could see it bounce back from its position last year, where it was one of the worst performing commodities. Interestingly, the oversupply that hurt the industry in the previous year is currently helping it to dodge inflationary pressures and remain relatively cheap. This helps chocolate buyers, but not the cocoa production countries or the farmers. With less cocoa being exported, buyers are instead relying on chocolate reserves to fulfill their demands. U.S. stockpiles have fallen for the past 17 weeks, bringing the total reserves down 20% when compared to the previous year's peak. At the same time, grindings in Cote d'Ivoire are up 1.7% in December, indicating a rise in demand, while their port saw 4.7% fewer beans arriving between October 1 and January 9. Anne-Marie Rohrink, a market analyst for 210 Analytics LLC, said that both the chocolate and non-chocolate sectors recorded increases in unit and volume sales, demonstrating that consumer demand is robust. She does believe, however, that inflation has played a significant role in the comeback. Looking forward, Rohrink mentioned that the accelerated gains seen towards the end of 2021 indicate a strong first quarter to come in 2022.
While the rise in chocolate consumption is expected during the current high-demand season, the increase could also be in part due to the mitigation of the coronavirus pandemic. Apparently, a significant proportion of chocolate is purchased while traveling, therefore relaxing travel restrictions could account for some of the extra demand. Sustainability to drive cocoa trends in 2022 Olam Food Ingredients, OFI Global Head of Corporate Responsibility and Sustainability, Christopher Stewart, believes sustainability will be the primary driver of cocoa trends in 2022. OFI is a large global supplier of cocoa and other food ingredients such as coffee, nuts and spices. In an article for Confectionary News, Stewart explained he is confident that the ultimate goal has to be sustainable innovation, coming up with products that are nutritious, delicious and sustainable. Statistics from Deloitte tell a similar story, showing that in 2021, almost a third of UK consumers chose brands with perceived ethical practices and values over alternatives. With ethically marketed chocolate brands such as Tony's Chocolate Only and Ombre making headlines in 2021, we can certainly see the spotlight shifting to take a closer look at how companies source and produce their products. To reinforce this point, the 2022 International Symposium for Cocoa Research theme is Innovations to Support Market Development and Promote the Sustainability of Cocoa Farming for Better Farmer Income. In this regard, here are five of OFI's predicted cocoa trends for 2022. 1. Environmental Transparency Consumers are becoming increasingly concerned with climate change and taking actions to reduce their impact on the environment where possible. This means that brands making efforts to reduce their carbon footprint or go carbon neutral altogether could have the edge over the competition. 2. Spiced up flavors. Time spent in lockdown has led many consumers to experiment with exciting flavor options in their food. In particular, spices are predicted to make their way into more cocoa-based products, from chai brownies to cinnamon orange hot cocoa, making for a more exotic chocolate experience. 3. Premium Quality Along with making more ethically conscious choices, consumers also lean towards higher quality cocoa products. Rich, indulgent flavors and textures will be a greater focus this year. Since consumer trends indicate that people are becoming more health-conscious, it makes sense that they will prefer ingredients and food products deemed higher in quality. 4. Ingredients that pack a punch Descriptions that said, free from, was just the beginning. Reducing unhealthy ingredients and the sugar and fat content of consumables is not a new concept. However, as healthy choices become central to people's purchasing decisions, they expect their foods to align with this principle. In 2022, we can expect this trend to continue, with more products boasting ingredients intended to provide an array of health benefits. From bars with added protein and fiber, to plant-based sweet treats and snacks that improve digestion, 2022 will see more healthy ingredients listed on the wrappers. 5. Locally sourced. As consumers have spent more time at home this past year, their purchasing habits have become more localized as well. Deloitte reports that throughout 2021 in the UK, 45% of people bought more locally produced goods to pursue a sustainable lifestyle. 
Being able to trace product ingredients back to their origins is a factor that we expect to hold more importance this year, as the focus continues to be on the environmental footprint of transportation. Ghana CPC may be insolvent and needs a better plan. Ladies and gentlemen, the board and management are indeed concerned about the poor operational performance of your company. It is our aim as directors therefore to ensure a turnaround of the company. These were the opening remarks by the chairman of CPC in their annual report. Cocoa Processing Company, CPC, makes finished and semi-finished chocolate products in Ghana. They are largely owned by the state and are loss-making. The Ghanaian cocoa farmer should care about the prospects for this business because the millions spent on CPC is money that could have been spent in other parts of the industry. We explain why we are not convinced they have a good plan to get to profitability. The company finances. In December 2021, the company released their annual report for the year 2020, in which they reported a substantial pre-tax loss of $19,596,460. The reasons given were divided into COVID-related shipping delays of their semi-finished products and unreliable machinery affecting production of their finished products. Their statement of financial position, balance sheet to the rest of us, is grim reading. Total assets stand at $152,506,410, but total liabilities outweigh the assets, standing at $190,669,153. The value of their assets recorded on their books may well not reflect a real-world value. $122 million of those assets are in property, plant, and equipment. It is often the case that in a liquidation, these items are sold in auction at a large discount to their book value. I can see many buyers in Ghana lining up to buy millions of dollars of chocolate-making machinery. For a company to be insolvent or bankrupt, in the eyes of the court in the UK, the directors must see no viable likely future in which the company can return to profitability. This is not the stated case with CPC, who lay out their case why the business has a future in this annual report. A need to focus on sales. Key to the success of the business going forward, and probably the first area of focus, is sales. Yet, in the annual report the sales strategy is glossed over and presented almost as an afterthought. Sales will apparently materialize from expanding the horizons to new territories. Instead of explaining the plan to improve revenues, the report explained that the company will take on more debt to invest in a biomass plant. They say, Second, the program to construct a combined heat power, CHP, into a biomass plant that will utilize cocoa pod and cocoa shells and other agriculture wastes to generate power for our operations is ongoing. Assuming the cost savings materialize, it will still take years to pay off the debt, and is a huge distraction. Again, the company should be focused on increasing revenues and quick win cost reduction exercises to return to profitability. Anyone who has ever run a business knows how hard it is to secure sales. It's a constant battle that needs the full attention and support of the business. I don't see where this will come from at CPC, as there is little mention of the marketing plan or sales strategy. 
None of the board members have the necessary experience in sales or marketing. The closest is Vincent Okumia, the managing director of CMC. But his bio states he is an expert in corporate governance, socioeconomic and market research, monitoring and evaluation and driving of strategic growth. I wondered if there might be a top team of marketing executives on the management committee who are responsible for creating the business plan, which the board approves. But reading on, the report states, Operational management is delegated to the executive directors and a management committee, which as at the date of this report includes the executive directors. The chairman states in his opening statement regarding the outlook for sales that the future looks promising, but there is no justification for this from the information provided. CPC needs a strong and motivated sales team. Initiatives to new markets should be vigorously assessed for viability, in line with the business plan. Countries known to pay late should be moved down the priority list to those where quicker cash flow can be generated. LOI should be secured on favorable terms, and incentives could be considered for early payment. The company is also securing an investment in new equipment from Beulah. This may be a good use of resources, given the company's reliability issues last year. Sales must be supported by the ability to deliver, and picking an experienced, quality company like Beulah to partner with would make sense. Why is the Ghana government in the chocolate business? With the backdrop of tensions between Ghana and the big chocolate companies who've been using their power to keep prices low, Ghana is working hard to build capacity internally for processing cocoa themselves. CPC may be one vehicle they are using to build the knowledge and capacity while simultaneously increasing the internal demand through marketing campaigns. That is not a bad strategy, but the way it is being implemented needs to be rethought. The board composition lacks the punch it needs to be effective. Heavily weighted towards accounts and logistics experts or those with political connections, it lacks entrepreneurs, sales or marketing experts. Irresponsible remarks are a cause for concern. The following statement from the chairman regarding the reason for increasing sales of chocolate caught my attention. He said, This was as a result of increasing awareness of the efficacy of consumption of cocoa-slash-cocoa products in building immunity, which is a great asset in fighting any viral infectious diseases. Even though COVID is not mentioned directly, the remark is a dangerous misrepresentation. Neither cocoa nor chocolate have any magical COVID-fighting properties, and to say otherwise, especially from a senior executive representing a state-owned company, is utterly irresponsible. Ghana is not in such a good position with regards COVID to allow fake science to be propagated. Summary CPC might exist for a good reason, but the government is doing the same thing each year, with the same people, but expecting different results. Either shake up the company with a focus on sales and quality production, or get out of the business and invest the money saved back into the industry. The Cocoa Association of Asia released their quarterly report on grind numbers for Q4 of 2021, showing a strong end to the year, and reinforcing the message that Asia is an increasingly important market for cocoa. 
The quarter ended up 6.33% over the same quarter in 2020, and the final grind numbers were 5.63% higher in 2021 than the year before. This growth also correlates with analysts' predictions of an increase in cocoa prices for 2022, in part driven by demand from Asia. Does inequality have a flavor? Dutch confectionery company, Tony's Chocolate Only, is causing a stir again, shortly after their badly received advent calendar stunt, that had a missing chocolate. This time the ethically motivated chocolate makers, have teamed up with UK supermarket Waitrose, to release their latest range of flavors, and while there's nothing extraordinary about the ingredients, the names they've been given might raise a few eyebrows. The aptly named, conversation bars, come in three distinct flavors, injustice, inequality, and inhuman. Upon closer inspection, the bars are made up of fairly standard ingredients. Injustice is a white chocolate bar with raspberry biscuit bits. Inequality is milk chocolate containing caramel, almonds, nougat, pretzels, and sea salt. Finally, Inhuman is a vegan dark chocolate bar with lemony caramel and cocoa biscuit. Ingredient-wise, the new bars could be a hit with consumers, but why the unsavory names? The brand explained their choice. What's with all the serious words? So glad you asked. Our conversation bars are made to get you talking. Three new flavors in stripped-back wrappers, but why? The issues of injustice, inequality and lack of humanity exist in the chocolate industry. That's what results in illegal child labor and modern slavery. They went on to say, we think change begins with conversation. Research shows that contact and dialogue with people outside your bubble increases empathy, which leads to a shift in attitudes and behavior. Unfortunately for Tony's, it seems the conversations they are starting are more around the appropriateness of moral preaching on a chocolate bar rather than on topics of the ethicality they wish to discuss. While there has been a mixed response, some common themes are apparent. As always, supporters of the brand chimed in to applaud the Dutch company and retail partner for their bold move. One consumer commented, Great way to make people aware of the issues surrounding chocolate love. Another was perhaps a little more sarcastic in their response. These flavors sound amazing. But more importantly, I can't wait to have the important conversations. Several people commented that they enjoyed the new flavors, with no regard for the message. But there were also those who called out the company's move, as a gimmick to maintain a caring and ethical facade, without inciting any real change. One reviewer stated, Change begins when you employ a diverse team, as opposed to a bunch of white people, who profit from preaching check company team website for yourselves. Your values are phony at best, and yet you think you're the almighty in the chocolate industry. I am very disappointed that Waitrose is giving them a platform. Waitrose evidently has not been exempt from the scrutiny, with one person stating, I am very disappointed that Waitrose is giving you a platform to patronize its customers. Another comment, this time on Waitrose's Instagram post, suggested they stop stocking Nestle chocolate and really challenge inequality, injustice, and inhumanity. 
Lastly, there are others who seem simply confused. I have absolutely no idea what this is all about. What is the connection between chocolate and the three things mentioned? From the feedback, it appears that many of the company's customers don't want negative messaging and they indulge in chocolate, while others appear simply confused by the stunts. One comment in particular summed up Tony's struggle with communication. They stated, I don't know, I just want to eat chocolate, not start a debate. Tony's wants to start a conversation about the injustices behind the chocolate industry. However, the audience they are trying to reach are those who are perhaps unaware of the issues. But this demographic does not seem to respond well to negative messaging. Thanks for listening to this week's Coco Newscast. You can also catch our other podcasts, including the Coffee Newscast and the popular Bean Talks with Nick and Max, which goes out every Monday. Stay safe and I'll see you all next week.